Hey there, hustlers, and welcome to another episode of the Corporate Side Hustler Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the five money moves for positive change in 2021 for both personal and the business side. Our guest today, Stacey Aceta, is going to be walking us through this topic. But first, a little bit about Stacy. After getting a start as a financial analyst for a multi-billion dollar winery, Stacy quickly learned the power of understanding the numbers in the business. And like a lot of us, after having her children, she craved to be present with them. So she stepped out of the corporate space and having that itch for entrepreneurship, she and her husband started what would become a multi-seven-figure company. For the last 18 years, while raising their three beautiful kiddos, she brought those skills to her own family business as they worked hard to grow and scale it to what it is today. She loves learning from other women entrepreneurs, but saw that so many of us were held back from the true growth because we don't understand sometimes the numbers piece. I'll be honest, I don't do math in public for this reason. But she knew how to help them grow and especially help them on how to bring money home to their families. Over the years, she has found ways to make it super easy to understand the financials, and it's even why she calls it the fun financials, get it? And the master of money. And now she teaches others how to make more of it. Let's dive in. Hey there, hustlers. I'm so excited for this guest speaker. And with that, with that said, welcome to the show, Stacey. Thank you, Lisa, so much. I'm so excited to be here and be with all of your followers. Me too. Me too. And I think this conversation is much needed when we're talking about all things money moves. But before we dive into the goods, I would love for you just to share a little bit about you and anything that our listeners need to hear. Well, Lisa, I I feel really connected to you because in 2002, I left my corporate career when I had my second baby and two under two. I mean, that is a lot of fun, a lot of love, but a, a big challenge. And I didn't see myself being away from them for 50 hours a week, I was in corporate, a wine business, a very large wine company in finance. And I just didn't see myself being there and pulling myself away from them. So I can relate to that. The world in 2002, though, looked a lot different than it does now. And I jumped into network marketing before there was Facebook, Instagram. I mean, the only way to connect was finding moms on the playground. And so that didn't last too long. There wasn't a lot of support. So in 2004, my husband and I, you know, we both have the entrepreneurial spirit. So we started a technology construction company in the Bay Area and grew very quickly. And in 2008, the housing and financial market crashed and we found ourselves in a lot of trouble. We were over leveraged. We owned two houses. All our contracts were public. So therefore, the government wasn't paying on time. Our bank loans were being called and the IRS was auditing us. And so we found ourselves in a tremendous mess. And since then, so many lessons learned and having a financial background, but being a business owner and called to leadership, I just really wanted to step up this year and help women in the entrepreneurial space be confident in numbers, learn about how to run a business on the CFO side. It's not really the focus any of us give it. And so that we can I'll step out of this time a lot stronger and more successful as women entrepreneurs. So much in that. And I want to first say in 2021, I, I'm still that person that's looking on the playground for another mom to connect with. So that, that, that never ends. yeah, that will never change. <laughs> 
But I wanted to say thank you just for being vulnerable and sharing what like, you know, what sparked this interest to help other people with numbers and what you had to go through. Because I have to imagine that was scary. And then just that feeling of defeat and lost and now being able to be in the space of, hey, what can I put into play to help others never experience that, help others really know what to be aware of and what to look out for. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I'm excited to. And just to connect with women in a professional way, in a relaxed way, and just lift each other up. No competition. 100%. Couldn't have said it better. So today we're going to be talking about the money moves for positive change in the coming year in both personal and the business setting. And we're going to talk about the five money moves. And I know that these money moves, um, you're going to break down step by step. I'll kick it over to you to break down step number one. Number one, be prepared. And I think so much of life, you know, you don't really think that the whole world is going to take a pause and that your source of income might have to pivot. So I'm going to talk about what to look for on both your personal side and your side hustle, because every household and business needs to have an emergency fund. And my thoughts are, if you have a two income family, then, you know, a minimum of three months of living expenses needs to be saved. Things like your mortgage or rent, utilities and food. If you're a single income family, then you should have at least six months saved because it might take some time, you know, to find the new job, especially in a market that's so slow right now. Now the side hustle, I think you need to have an emergency fund as well. And if you bring home a consistent paycheck from your side hustle, then three months of side hustle income, in addition to the three months of fixed expenses to run that side hustle, rent if you have another site or must have subscription costs, contractor fees, you should have that in place too. And I know that it takes a lot of time to build up these reserves, but it really should be a priority. You can slowly over six months, eight months, start to put money aside so that if things don't go well, if your health all of a sudden takes a turn, you are prepared. And The benefits, I think, once you have these buckets filled up, you have peace of mind and you can breathe. And then as a business owner, you step out differently. You're a lot more adventurous and you're bolder and you take chances that you might not have because you were fearful of losing money. But if you have these cushions behind you, these buckets of cushions behind you, you're able to move forward very quickly. So I really connect with this one, the money move number one, being prepared. And I'm glad that you broke it down into like what, how many months should you plan out personally versus side hustle? Because I think of like our situation in general or like our situation personally, I was actually planning on leaving corporate in 20, late 2018. And then the government shutdown happened and my hubby's as a lawyer. So he was impacted by it. So I was like, nope, I'm staying in corporate. Yeah. Then I was thinking about going to part-time last year and then COVID happened. And as a result, my hubby's job again was there was a question mark on like, how is he going to still do clients when right now people weren't focusing on that. So I'm really glad that you're touching on the importance of being prepared for those emergency situations because both of those things we couldn't have planned for. Both of those things were so unexpected. So great, great call out. And that's not what we had in place in 2008. I have it in place now because I've been using my system for years since then. And I had over a million dollars saved that we've lived off of. Our business is a $5 million a year business. And so I had all the savings. We have not sweated through this at all, even though we have no income coming in because construction has stopped in San Francisco and in the Bay Area. So it saved us. 
tremendously. And you so can say ass, yeah. yeah, it saved our asses completely. And we didn't have to change what we were doing with our families. Our children still can be in college in private school and we can still, we're not going on vacation, but we have the ability to, you know, go somewhere if we needed to take care of other people. And really that's what I've treasured most is being able to contribute to charities and places that, that are in, in people who need help, you know, been able to be that. It took a long time, guys, though. It took a lot of forethought and contentment to get to this place where we can be a service and impact others in a positive way. Love it. Love it. All right. Take us to money move number two. Okay. So review and adjust your spending. And in 2020, there was a lot of money not spent in areas we normally would spend, like in travel or entertainment and transportation. And so hopefully, you know, you found saving contentment growth through that time when you weren't spending and moving as quickly as we were in the past. But looking forward, when you build your spending plans, which most people call budgets, I call them spending plans, permission to spend, you want to see in those areas, do you forecast that you're going to actually do those transportation, vacations, entertainment that you had done in the past? Are you going to do them this next year? And if not, this is where you can gain some momentum on savings or paying off debt or moving that money into investing into your side hustle. So it's a great time to also review your subscriptions, both at home and in your side hustle. Things that you bought a year ago, you didn't ever use, like health club membership, other entertainment type things. You could find savings of hundreds of dollars each month or each quarter. I'm sure. Yeah, so now is a great time to review your spending that you did the last year or the last two years and see if you're gonna spend that again because we still are in a pause. So I like this one and I'm curious from an assessing and really just adjusting things. Have you come across a tool or do you have a tool to help someone capture this, these numbers? And here's what I mean by that. It never surprises me that now we're doing taxes and I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that I downloaded that app and I've been paying Apple $2.99 for like the last six months and never even dawned on me because it was such a small amount. Again, do you have a tool or have you come across a tool that someone can use to almost capture the second you download something, just quickly insert it here so you're being aware of these like small little expenses that you're occurring? Yeah, I do. So I have two tips there. If you're looking backward, just go pull your bank statement, all the bank accounts that you have, including your credit card statements, and take a couple highlighters and just highlight, okay, this was for food. This was for entertainment. This was for membership and write it down on a piece of paper what you did for each month and then you can see where your spending is going forward i use the dave ramsey app that he has the every dollar and it's super convenient it's attached to my checking account for my personal life you know i create my spending plan and then as days come in and transactions come in i just sort it takes me literally two seconds a day and I can tell right away if I'm out of line in my spending or I can move my budget around or my spending plan around if something came up that I wasn't, hadn't anticipated. And it's very easy to go back and say, okay, I spent $700 somehow in Amazon for movies and subscriptions or, you know, that's an obscene amount, but it's easy to capture. Right, right. Well, those are two really, really good tips. So I always appreciate the tips to help us. <laughs> you know, make life a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about money move number three. Well, it kind of, we just kind of talked a little bit about a bit. That is to automate. So when you set up auto transfers for your money, you take yourself out of the transaction, both emotionally and in action. 
money has such an emotional tie to it. And that's a whole different conversation. But here are some tips that can help you automate for savings and spending. So if you're at home, if you're nine to five job, if your company has a 401k, a health savings plan or any other kind of savings plan, have them take care of that right off the bat. So that money never comes home to you. It's just automatically taken care of and you don't see that money. So you're not emotionally tied to seeing that money leave your paycheck. And then at home, take the time to automate additional savings right off the bat for your IRA account. If you have set up your child's 529 savings plan or any other savings that you're trying to do, maybe you have a sinking fund for vacations, you want to go to Walt Disney World, like plan these things out and have those things on autopilot so that you don't see the money not available to you and you don't, you know, you don't accidentally spend it all at Target. That's the key. The other thing is for your business, all your bills, even at home, all your bills should be on autopilot. So work with your bank's bill pay system and twice a month, say the 10th and the 25th, you have all of your bills leave those accounts so that they're just paid for, you have it all taken care of, and you don't need to think about it. Because if we wait around to have the time to pay for these things, instead of if they're not on autopilot, they never get paid. And then you're dealing with late fees and stress. Absolutely. Absolutely. We automate like everything in our life just because like you said earlier with two under <laughs> two, it's just a lot. It's a lot. But, and it made me think with both of our girls, the second they were born, we opened a 529 account and that way it was pulling certain funds out of our checking account without us thinking about it, without us, yeah. you know, that reminder. So it was just going into that way. Come 18, we have this way of saying, here you go type deal. Yeah. And I know that that's more on a personal note, but I love the other examples that you gave from a business perspective too, because it's really smart to automate it. So that way there's not that emotional tie to it. It's going to a certain space and you're being intentional and you'll be so grateful for it at the end of the year or several years out. So great, great call out. Yeah. So at home and in your side hustle, you know, having a cash flow plan allows you to forecast your monthly needs. You know what you need to have and having that on autopilot, then that takes away that transactional piece of it and gives you more time to plan more revenue strategies, right? So planning on more money coming in and filling in the fun buckets that you, that you have. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Hit us with money move number four, make the best bad choice. Yeah, make the best bad choice you have. So sometimes financial decisions don't take you where you want to be, right? And we don't have a lot of good options in some scenarios. So you have to make the best bad choice available. As humans, we have two biases that hurt us financially. We have recency and we have action. And recency is when we tend to think that what just happened will happen again, right? So that fear sets in. Oh, crap. In 2020, I lost my job. If that's going to happen again, right? So you don't take as many risks. Action is that we always want to move and make big moves. Like we need to see the big effect. So entrepreneurs tend to think big and bold. And what we need to do sometimes is just move slow and make small moves because the turtle always wins the race versus the hare, right? Yep. So when you combine the two, re recency and action, it can be really dangerous for us financially. And you always hear in the stock market, don't make big moves. When you think the market's going to crash, just stay in it and buy more. <laughs> So it's kind of the same thing. If you find yourself in a situation that doesn't seem to have many positive options, 
You don't want to overreact. You just take small, calculated steps, and those will produce consistent results and turn, um, you know, stressful, grim situations into positive ones over time. And biggest takeaway for me, because I'm a visual person, I'm thinking of the story time of the turtle and the hare. So small calculated moves is the best approach to take. Yeah. I mean, I've been in this entrepreneurial space for over 20 years. And in retrospect, you can see that just smaller, consistent, being consistent time and time again is so much more rewarding in the long run because you're not taking the big fat risk. I'm not talking about the side hustle. Side hustle is necessary. Like you should have a consistent income, a side hustle and a passive income. And those are, those are the things that really help people become financially, not just strong, but like cute. Like they just have a lot of stability. They're able to have all the things, right? Right. So go slow. It's okay. Time goes by fast. It does go by fast. And it's, I mean, I've been six years into my side hustle and it's these things that you're saying, the small calculated moves and just being consistent and knowing that it will get there, but it's about taking the small moves versus the big moves. Mm -hmm. But once things are in place, it starts to run like a nice, well-oiled machine. All right. Well, I'm excited because money move number five is actually a bonus. Yeah. There's two bonus tips here. My first one is as much as possible, become debt-free as soon as you can. And so a lot of the things that I talked about would help move people to become debt-free. Get rid of that student loan debt, the credit cards, any other personal loans as soon as you can, because being over leveraged, especially in a time like this, this is where the stress and the weight in the shoulders come in. And it's often, you know, the reason why we start our side hustle is so that we can get rid of this debt that's hanging over us. Having a strong financial foundation in your home and your business does allow you to pay off debt quickly. Hundreds of dollars can be paid, hundreds of thousands of dollars can be paid off within two, three years if you really put some strategy and systems in place. The other part is have a bank strategy. So I have my personal banking at our credit union. I have my company banking at a business bank locally that's small. And then my side hustle is in another business bank. And the reason why I've separated them all, because it's super easy to just, oh, I'm going to take money from here and move it over there. And that's so dangerous. You really need to separate everything, treat it as its own entities. And the other part of that is go have relationships with your bankers. Like when you need some help, like your ATM card isn't working, they know who you are when you call to ask for a quick help, or if you need to extend the daily limit, you know, they're right there to help you. And so having a good relationship with your bank and having your bank being separate for each part of your life is a strategy that I use. And I think it's really helpful. Oh, this is so good. And the one thing that stood out for me as it relates to like the things that was going on in my world last year was getting rid of debt and how important it was that every year we keep getting reminded that things are going to happen that are going to be unplanned or unexpected. And that was like our time to be like, let's just be super intentional with all things debt. Like I'm talking about specifically uh, from a school loans perspective. Mm -hmm. And there were so many women that slid into my DMs and they're like, man, how do you do it? Or how come you don't just leave corporate? And I'm one of the the rare unicorns, if you will, where I don't have a desire to leave corporate just yet. I truly enjoy my business. However, the reason why I continue to do my side hustles for the reasons that you just shared, my side hustle is bringing me in additional income. Why? As a salaried employee, I 
can work 10 more hours, but I'm not getting more money for those additional 10 hours. Yeah. The only way that I can get more income to either pay off debt or take that additional vacation or build a pool in the backyard is for the side hustle. So I think this bonus was really helpful for people to get that insight as to where to bank and become de debt free. Yeah. Remember once you pay off your debt or when you're paying off your debt, you're actually paying yourself to become more wealthy. Your net worth becomes greater because you have less owed. So if you think emotionally, you're just pissed because you have to pay off the student loan. Think of it in a different way. Think of it as you're paying yourself to become more wealthy because you no longer have this hanging over you. And I know that student loan especially is just grows and grows and grows. We all have used the system to go and get an education. But once that debt is gone, think about how quickly that same amount that you were paying towards debt, you can quickly fill in your savings. You can plan for vacations, retirement. I mean, so many of us entrepreneurs don't plan for retirement. And that just means we're going to be working until we're dead. So the next thing is think about how are you going to fund your retirement? That's a good call out. Jay and I talk about this often. We're like, we we love our parents and we're grateful for everything that they've done, but they're still working. And we're like, we don't want that setup. We do not want to be working unless it's something we're choosing to do at a certain age. So again, great, great call out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a high level recap of these five moves for my note takers out there. So that way you can grab a pen and paper at this moment, jot these down. So that way if you have additional questions, we're going to drop Stacy's handle to Instagram below so you can slide easily into her DMs and ask her so that way she's able to provide more insight. But the five money moves include first move, be prepared and be prepared specifically with having an emergency fund at home or in your hustle. Money move number two, assess and adjust, really focusing on reducing those expenses and finding contentment. Money move number three, it's all about automation, automating your expenses, putting your money on autopilot. Money move number four is make the best bad choice you can on really on how to handle that unavoidable sticky situation. And then money move number five was all around that bonus where to bank and become debt free. So Stacey, this is so huge and I'm so glad that you shared such great information, all of your knowledge, all of the things that you've learned along the way. Before we talk about what you have coming up in your world, is there any other final thoughts on this topic? You know, just really go slow. I think this is an exciting time with the internet and the ability to have commerce so freely. And I think, you know, take the time, find community, find coaching, and really put the time and effort to expand your horizons through a side hustle. I think it's exciting. Agreed. So what can my listeners be on the lookout for you? So I have my first group coaching program coming out this spring. And so you can find a wait list sign up on my website. And then coming up real quick here in February, I'm going to be doing a workshop talking about how to create a profit and loss, how to read a profit and loss, and how to forecast a profit and loss in your business. And a profit and loss just tells you how much money is coming in and how much money is coming out and how much you've actually earned and how to build a paycheck inside that. So the group program is going to launch here in February and you can just sign up through the website as well. But just everyone follow me on Instagram. I give so many great tips for free all day long and love building a community of women around me and for me to be able to lift everybody up and become stronger businesses on the financial side. 
We appreciate you, Stacey. And listeners, those links will be in the show notes below. So definitely start giving Stacey a follow. Check out our website if you feel called to that group coaching program, as well as get your hands on that freebie. So what we're doing this year is we're ending on a would you rather. So the question I have for you, Stacey, is would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great, great grandchildren? As much as I would like to go see my ancestors, a 12th generation American here, I think I would rather see what beautiful children come out of my husband and I's efforts, all the hard efforts we do to raise our own babies and to see what opportunities they've taken advantage of in the future. And just, I think that just sounds so amazing to me. Yeah. And fun. And, and ex- yeah, just, I, I can relate as a mom now. I can completely relate to that answer. It's been a pleasure having you, Stacey, again. Thank you so much. Lisa, so much on my part. I just, I love watching you and your family and you inspire me every day. So everyone go check out my website or my Instagram page. It's the small business BFF and BFF stands for best financial friend. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Stacey. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.